Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Engerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And we wish you a, 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 a new year filled with all the best. Absolutely. Happy New Year to everyone. And I'm Renee Barabo. And coming to you this week, back in the desert, looking forward to a month of sun. <laughs> One thing Sandra told me before, before winter, you know, she sees these things. She's like, you know, you might want to go to the desert a little bit in the winter. And so after four power outages uh, and I thought, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. A little bit of sun and heat. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds really, really wonderful. So we had a really um, uh, interesting topic come in um, that. Renee and I actually haven't uh, talked about directly. We talk about it indirectly quite a lot. But um, one of our listeners asked us to talk about the role of music, of art, of craft um, that was important in shamanic life, in a way of life, and in, in shamanism. And um, when you look at uh, all the ancient uh, cave cave drawings, and when you look at um, uh, some of those caves, it's like they actually were writing, uh, were drawing stories. Um, that's how information got passed on. Um, before there was actual language, there was art that um, depicted um, here in New Mexico. We have uh, amazing uh, places of petroglyphs. I mean, just unbelievable places of petroglyphs that anybody can visit. And it's, it's amazing how every single petroglyph has some space being. There isn't a petroglyph that doesn't have some space being or uh, a hand. Um, and so they were telling stories about what actually happened through history. So before we had books and before we could talk, there were so many different artifacts that were left that could tell us the stories of how people lived their lives. And so crafts and drawing was a real way for people to actually share what their life was like, what was going on in their life. It was like being able to journal. And it's still important for us. People love to draw, um, love to create art. Uh, some people feel like they're not artists. I um, I paint like a five-year-old, but our house is only filled with my paintings. Um because they have so much spirit to it. So uh, creating art is a way to bring spirit um, into your house, into your life. And lastly, um, not just shamanic cultures, you hear stories from different Native people, but you also hear stories from all different religions and all different spiritual practices was do not stop singing and dancing because that's a real way of taking those little steps and moving through some of the traumas that we're all experiencing during this chaotic time on the planet. 
Yes. You know, when you were talking about the cave drawings, I was thinking like, what an effort it took to, to, to well, if we, what our, our limited viewpoint of how they did these things, you know, what an effort it took to carve those stories into the wall and how important they must have been for, for, for the, the people in order to, to make that extended effort. And, you know, one, one of the, I don't know if it's a gift of, of, you know, the planetary warming is that these new sites are being found, these new, these new archaeological digs and more information is being presented every single year about what really took place. Or, you know, we've had these imaginations of, of what we think took place, but the more and more we uncover, the more, you know, some of them are verified, some of them are changed. And but what does remain constant is this this need to create this ability to sing, this ability to make sounds and, you know, the ability to 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 dance in ceremony. And and so you kind of just wonder what the continuity of all of that has been throughout time. And, you know, what was was there? It must have worked. <laughs> well, um, you know, I I think I've written in every one of my books because um, I've also written that depression has been a lifelong issue for me until I got um, really grounded into shamanic practice. And I've I've written that if you go out and sing, really let yourself sing. And again. We all believe we can't sing. We all believe we can't draw. We can't dance, blah, blah, blah. We tell ourselves what we can't do. But this is creative expression that isn't being judged by anybody. This is your own uh, creative expression. And I've shared that if you go out and really let yourself sing, or if you don't want to go out and let yourself sing, sing in the shower. I mean, you know, that that's an old time thing. People have been doing that. And you've probably been doing that. And what do you notice when you sing in the shower? You notice a, a, a rising of power. You notice a rising of energy. You notice a smile starting to come onto your face. And so I know that um, uh, people will not agree with this, um, but I've actually written that I think we can throw antidepressants away and just sing um, because I believe that um, depression is where your energy is really not moving through your body. And, and trauma gets, that's where trauma gets stuck. And that's how so many of us go through PTSD. Um, of course, uh, Peter Levine, Stalking the Wild Tiger, talks about how um, you don't see PTSD in animals who run uh, when something uh, very traumatic is happening for them. We freeze, and um, and that creates an amazing amount of problems that can last for a very short time or could last for a really long time, um, depending on your chemistry, your energy, your psyche. So you want to get the energy moving. We always want to get the energy moving. Um, whatever we're dealing with, whether it's anger, whether it's depression, um, 
whether it's fear, um, walking, uh, dancing, putting on music and singing to it, making up your own songs. Um, I teach people in my workshops uh, a morning sun song and people have become addicted to it. And they not only sing to the morning sun, they sing to the afternoon sun, they sing to the evening sun <laughs> um, because it, change, it changes your energy right away on, on the spot. So everybody in shamanic cultures knew this because everybody in shamanic cultures went through trauma. Uh, every human being goes through trauma. There's no exceptions to that. And a way that um, people in shamanic cultures have found to move forward and people in other traditions have found a way to keep taking a step forward is through dancing and singing and um, art is another form of creative expression. It's all about keeping your energy moving and not allowing yourself to get frozen. Well, there's so much there that I could respond to. What first came to mind was when I was in the uh, lockdown unit at the, at the uh, psych hospital in my early 30s, and you know they sent me to art therapy. And that was probably pretty novel back then, come to think of it. You know, now it's kind of more mainstream. But, you know, she had this bucket of things we had to pull out. And, you know, I, I, I remember taking the, the word and, you know, drawing it. And it was basically a stick figure because, like you were saying, I didn't believe I could. I couldn't draw. That was my belief. I later learned it was because... Um, one time for, at church, I drew something and my mother, you know, made it sound like that it wasn't appropriate for what I was drawing. And I just took that to heart until I was, you know, in my 30s. And here I was at, at the, the lockdown unit drawing. And it, it started, it actually, the reason I was there was because I'd gotten burnt out on cooking. And it was through the art that brought me back to my creative self. So, you know, if you're a creator and you're stuck into um, you're stuck, you're you're frozen in, in your trauma or your or your loss that we were talking about last week, you might want to try one of the other the other avenues like singing. I had this friend Kahili who used to say, if you think somebody's watching you when you're singing, cover your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> And I did that. I was like, I covered my eyes and I could sing. Oh, yeah. So it's just like if, if one way is not working for you and singing's not working for you, then, you know, put on some disco and dance or, you know, put on some some music and dance or just get the movement going. I think you're so right about that. There's when you're frozen, that's to me the place that's the hardest, I guess, because you're like an ice cube. Yeah, and we have to remember that, um, you know, Renee and I talk about the elements all the time on the show, and and Renee is a brilliant wind whistler and, and teaching wind whistling, and I know that she's getting ready to um, teach um, um, a class that she'll tell you about where you can... Um, bring art and work in community, which is a very powerful thing to do. Um, 
But it's really important to understand that the elements are not just outside of us. The elements are are in us. We are earth, air, water, fire. And there's an old Celtic song, um, earth, my body, water, my blood, air, my breath, and fire, my spirit. (laughs) And we have to remember that uh, water is our blood and it has to keep moving and fire is our strength and it has to keep moving and air is our breath and it has to keep moving through every cell of our body not just our chest and um, and our body is earth And so we are a being um, that was put together in a beautiful way, and we are the elements. And the elements are fluid. Um, When I used to have people in my workshops journey to merge with an element, and I still do that, one of the things that, one of the biggest lessons that we've learned is that a healthy body, a healthy element is a moving element. If it's trapped, if in, like if water gets trapped somewhere, it gets polluted, but you let it move and it creates a snake movement and it creates its own healing potential. So the elements try to teach us about the power of movement and it's something that, um, um, art, singing, and dance is a way of keeping movement going that keeps our elements inside of us healthy, which ultimately keeps our body healthy. <laughs> that's a, that's just a so a so profound, simple wisdom that you share on that. And, and Sandra's right. And many years ago, I was in Chile. And the Mapuche shaman grandmother had us making our drumsticks. And it was, a, it was a morning of crafting. And she reminded us that in community, people used to craft together. And that was a time when people felt the support of the community. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, double, a double thing you get. You get the community. But one of the things that I learned early in my cooking career was that when I cooked, I became in line to spirit and I got out of the way. So when I paint or when I dance or when I sing, I get out of the way and then spirit can come through. So imagine the power that you get when you sit there and get out of your own way with the power of a group, because we know that we know that when two or more gather, there's a third thing that happens. So later uh, this month, we're do we're doing the Wind Clan is doing a, a prayer flag making a community play shop is what I'm calling it because last year what we did was we all pulled a wind spirit for each month, and you can do this without even doing our prayer thing, but we pulled a wind spirit for each month, and we let that wind spirit guide us for that month, and sure enough. It was like clockwork that when I sent one wind home and another wind came in, the the quality of the month changed once I brought my awareness to what that wind was. So in this particular play shop, we're gonna we're gonna actually craft together 
and call in, you know, call in 12 wind spirits for the year to see who comes and goes during the, the periods of the month. And then I love the idea of meeting that wind spirit, whether it's through song or whether through dancing with it or whether it's through firing with it, um, but actually taking these elements that are wind and combining them with other elements that are your body and your externals and seeing how how that shifts as you put your awareness to it. Yeah, and um, the other thing that Native cultures teach about working in community is um, don't stop singing and don't stop dancing. That's a message that has been um, passed down through centuries. Whatever happens, don't stop singing, don't stop dancing. And it's, again, it's in the darkness. It's really important not to sit down. And it's really important to learn how to take little steps forward. And singing and dancing and creating art are definitely ways to take little steps forward so that you keep moving in a direction that brings you um, through and let your spirit come through because your spirit starts to shine as you sing and dance and, and draw. And once your spirit comes through, it will carry you through to the light. So we make things, we make healing so much more complicated than it has to be. And we can learn a lot from ancient cultures who knew the power of um, just allow your creativity to flow and move. And it will get you through a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that we agree with, with that. And, you know, I'm just like you, too. All of the paintings that I painted after going to uh, learning, expanding my knowledge from stick figures I went and took a painting class and then I, I really took up painting for several years and it brought my creativity back. So even if you think you can't paint, get some finger paints. Nobody, when you were finger painting, you weren't going for some finished product. You were going for how the fingers felt on the page. So don't get caught up. And if you're off key, just you can't get caught up in the semantics of all this. Just do it. Yeah, I think that, that is uh, absolutely perfect, and I have absolutely nothing to add to that. <laughs> well, we will add that we're, we're getting ready to move into Season 4 and um, show us our, some love by subscribing to this channel. If you want to get this in your uh, email so you know when the next show drops, sign up over at shamanstv.com. And... You know, we, we read all the comments on the YouTube. Sandra answers the emails that we people send. Uh, I answer all the YouTube ones. And, and we're here for you. So know that. So we love the feedback that you're sharing. And we're, we're happy to be part of your 2022. Yeah. And don't forget that um, the Facebook page um, for the Shaman's Cave is more of a way to uh, create community than just leaving a comment for Renee or for I to just um, simply give a very short response. We are trying to create community. That's what 
shamanism is about, and that's what the new times are calling for. And we're all trying to create community in our own ways. And Facebook is a way to don't send me your journeys. Um, I've been reading <laughs> journeys for 40 years, so I, I love them. But, um, but you'll get actual feedback if um, mm-hmm. you post on the Shaman's Cave and you let the community in and you share with the community. And I just also, I want to let people know that if you subscribe to the, the on Shaman's TV, it doesn't mean that you're ever going to get any information from us. It doesn't take anything to subscribe. You're not all of a sudden going to be flooded by emails. You just become a subscriber. And just by becoming a subscriber, YouTube uh, gives more support to both Renee and I to keep the show going. So it's a real simple act to just say um, thank you. And we also want to say thank you because we wouldn't be here without you. And um, we know that uh, the river of life still has a very interesting path for all of us. And Renee and I look forward to a fourth season of um, riding all the waves that come up with you um, and giving you and helping you get the tools and helping you build the community um, that will help you get through these coming times. And so we really look forward to all the opportunities that we get to share because so much is coming through all of us at this time. And so wishing you all the best for the new year and for your families and many blessings to you. Uh, Blessings. Thank you. 